What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. Alrighty, welcome and welcome back to the show. This is Real Reality Realness. I am Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have this person on the show today. They are a dope-ass recording artist with some amazing talent, and I cannot wait to get to know them better. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming on the show, Kissed TJ. Hi, guys. Yeah. It's me, the godmother. I'm ready. I'm so excited to be here. This is my first interview, and I just want to say thank you to Brian for reaching out to me because I'm so excited and I'm ready. Yes, I love the energy. Thank you so much for being here, and thank you for making some time for me in your schedule and for taking my call today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry, it got a little delayed. No problem at all. I hate that. Um, so tell me, what are you most looking forward to from 2023? 2023, I'm most looking forward to music videos. As well. I've been rap, I've been putting out music for about two years now, and I only did like maybe like little freestyle videos or like little promo videos that I made on my phone or whatever. But this year, we get into the we get into the pulling out the big guns putting up the big guns and showing these bitches what we're working with. Yes, I love that. Congratulations. I can't wait Thank to see you. that. For sure. When should we be expecting some visuals? Mm, within the next two months. Because my project is dropping this summer. I got another project dropping this summer. It's called Showtime Barbie Part Showtime Barbie Part 2. Yes. And I've been dropping music for two years, so I feel like I want to do, I want to start from the beginning. Like, I want to do a music video to the first song I ever dropped. And I think it's like two more songs. And then after that, that's when we gonna know that the roll art start happening. Because I'm gonna start rolling out new music videos to new songs. And actually, I have a song that's supposed to be coming out within the next month featuring my friend Slick Kai. So I can't wait for that. Dope. That's incredible. Back to the beginning and like catching the people up. That's really yeah. smart. Yeah. So, what are you, or rather, what were you most excited to leave behind in 2022? Um, I don't know. I don't think I really left nothing behind in 2022. I think I 
Cause you know people be saying like New Year, New Me. Like I don't, I don't get into that. I'm the same bitch. Like if it's motherfucking the middle of the motherfucking year and I don't like something, I'm not waiting till next year to cut it off. Like it's happening right in and there. So I don't really think like I was left anything behind. I just think maybe if I left anything behind, it would be um, fear and and nervousness. Cause Lord knows I'd be nervous as fuck. <laughs> I was nervous coming to this interview today. What? Why? I be nervous for every little thing. I don't know. I just be nervous. Like I just never would mess up. But I've been breaking out of that. I've been breaking out of that. So I feel like if I left anything in twenty twenty two, it would be my nervousness, my jitteries, anxiety. Like I've been breaking out of my shell. So. Well, that's good. I love that for you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Now. To introduce yourself to my audience, if I were to ask you who is Kiss TJ, what would you say? I would say Kiss TJ is a badass 21-year-old rapper from Detroit, Michigan that's very outgoing, very friendly when he's drunk. Mm -hmm. If he's sober, he's going to sit there and he's going to analyze the room and overthink it. So you might want to meet me when I'm drunk and high. love that for you yeah <laughs> when did you discover music so i've been listening to music since i can remember i remember the furthest thing i can remember from music is i remember i had to be about six or seven years old i think and i think it was my uncle i cannot re- really remember who gave it to me but i remember somebody gave me a beyonce cd and i lost my fucking mind i was the happiest <laughs> point on this planet like you cannot tell me nothing do you remember that was which- seven, and i started writing about nine or ten because i was in the fifth grade i remember i had a little green i had a um a green little binder book and i kept all my raps in nice what was your first 16 about my first 16, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. So this is how it happened. <laughs> I was playing the game and I think I was playing a Wii, American Idol. And my mom and my dad was in the kitchen cooking. So me being nine and 10, I'm thinking like I really got pipes. So I read in the kitchen, so I'm like, oh my God, man, like American Idol is coming to Detroit. I think like, can you take me? And my mama just bust out laughing at me and I was so embarrassed. So I ran to the room. And I'm like, oh my God, like that's so embarrassing. So I just started playing the game and my daddy came in there and he like, you know, if you really feel like you can sing, let me hear you sing something. And I'm like, no, I can't sing. I can't sing. I was telling him, you know, I like to rap a little bit. He made me write something out and he made me rap it to him or else I would not be able to play the game. I cannot really remember what it was, but I think I remember like four lines. Hold on, let me get the beat. Oh Oh, shit. Don't, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I love this. It was what did it, what did I say? It was something so stupid and point. Okay, so I think I remember four lines. It was like, um, I only rock that real, and I ain't trying to dope deal. Y'all can't do what y'all want, and I ain't out here trying to stunt. Go on. I, I, I was so it. proud of myself. You better be writing. What you say? 
I said, you better be writing bars at nine. Go on. Yes, yes. Like, my daddy made me feel so happy. He was like, this is good. This is real good. And I'm like, you know, you know, some like, some like, no. But that, I feel like it's so stupid. It's so corny. But I know for a fact, if I get into my old phone, I probably have some old stuff in there. Because I used to write it down on paper and take pictures of it, share it with my friends. Okay. So... Describe for me the moment that you knew that you were talented. The moment I knew I was talented. Okay, it's like two dilemmas. So it was one time in the seventh grade where we had a project in the science class and we had to either write a poem, a rap, like a dance, like make up something and include, you know, some of the bones in your body. And I remember nobody wanted to be my partner. Nobody wanted to, you know, work with me. And I said, okay, you know what, it's okay. I was in the seventh grade, I remember. I said, it's okay. And I did my rap and it was time to practice. Everybody was practicing. And I started, I said, I told the teacher to turn my beat on. I started practicing my rap. Everybody just wanted to be in my group. I wouldn't be in his group. I'm on your team, Terrence, I'm on your No, you're not, boo. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not on my team. That's the first time I remember. And then the second time, I was in the 11th grade, and I had just started at this new school. I went to All Rapper, All Rapper Academy. I had just started, and I was in poetry class. And we had to, again, make up a poem, a rap, a song, something, something. And I wanted to do it by myself because I remember that time from when I was in the seventh grade. I said, yes, yeah, see, y'all don't even know. I've been doing this, bitch. I've been doing something in the seventh grade. Y'all don't even know. So I said, okay, I can do it by myself. But I ended up having a partner. His name was Cornelius because I had a little crush on him. So me and him yeah. were supposed to be partners, but he could never catch the beat. So he did his acapella and I did mine to um, No Limit with G-Eazy and Cardi B. Mm-hmm. When I tell you I did that rap, and that's that's what made me popular at the school. That's what just like sent me into like, okay, yeah, he cool, he cool, because you know I was the new kid. I was real skinny, frail, skinny glasses, like just low haircut, hair not cut, just looking a mess. So that really just helped me out a lot, and I love that. For me. That's when I knew I was talented. That's when I decided that I was gonna keep writing stuff for real, for real. I fucking love that for you. That is my favorite answer to that question I've ever heard. Oh my God, thank you. Dead ass. That is the <laughs> that is the best answer I've ever fucking heard. You bitches cannot be on my team. No. No, you cannot. Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like these bitches that like people, when people come for me and tell me that I can't rap or like something like that, that really like burns my motherfucking buzz. And I go extra hard to put myself because I know I've been doing this since I was in the seventh grade getting recognition from my peers. And I was just writing a little rap in science class about some power So don't play with me. So at this point at 21, rapping since you was in the seventh grade, turning the girls out, bars in the science class down. We love it. Yeah. Shout out to- Shout out to your science teacher, period. Period. I don't remember her name, but that's she gave me my first D on my report card. So fuck that bitch, because I got a whooping when I got home. I'm dead. It's telling your yeah. teacher to drop a beat for me. Fuck that, that shit. It, me. 
<laughs> nah, I told my teacher to drop my V. I'm dead I've always been a wild little boy. Like, I just do, do and say anything. That is the cutest shit ever. I love that for you. So, at 21, what's the realest thing you've written so far? Mm. I would say the realest thing that I've written, it's a song called Backdoor. It was on my first mixtape. That was Showtime Barbie Part One. Mm-hmm. That ended up getting taken down off of streaming services. But it was on. It was two. It was two sentimental songs on there. It was one called Backdoor and it was one called Grief. Now Grief, that was a song about somebody that I wasn't really dealing with them. I was like dealing with them in my head. Oh, okay. I was like dealing with them, dealing with them in my head. Like it, it was, it was like it, it was, it was a, it was a crazy time for me. It was a crazy time for me. But grief laid out every single thing that I felt, and the person knows it was about them too. We are never speaking. We would never speak of it because we're still friends to this day. But they know it's about them. And every time I hear that song, it, it just makes me want to cry. Like I never play that song ever, and just unless I'm just like in a mood where I'm just like listening to all my songs. That song called grief, it makes me cry every time. But Backdoor was about a few different people. So it's a few different people all mixed up into one. And that song is just so real, so emotional, and so raw that I feel like that would have to be the realest thing that I ever wrote. I absolutely love you. Oh my gosh. That is so That is so fun. You are the cutest. Not not your ass talking about bitch you was Helga from Hey Arnold bitch like not gr- I love you that is adorable period oh my gosh it's I could, you know what that, I, SZA did say like she's delusional and I feel like I'm delusional too but good, good things can come from being delusional like a lot of my heartbreak songs come from me being delusional and thinking that yeah this is gonna be my man like I'm in there and it's like no bitch God slapped me on the back of my neck with his sandal like girl sit down Yikes. No man for you. Bitch. <laughs> dead. I am the fuck dead. Oh my god, this is too funny. Okay, so what's one of your songs that would allow my audience to instantly get to know you as an artist? Um one of my songs. I'm gonna just say my most popular song is called Cosme Goes to the K. Okay. That's my most popular song. I feel like it's just like real, it's real raw, real raunchy, real, you will want to get up and shake your ass. Like, I feel like that song just gives like, wow, like, period. Like, global superstar hit. Every, no, I have not met not one person that said that it, they did not like that song. I love that. Who's in Kissed TJ's top five? Okay, I'm gonna do mainstream and then I'm gonna do underground. Love that. Mainstream, I'm gonna start from five. Number five, I'm gonna have to say, no, I'm gonna start at number one. I'm gonna start <laughs> at number one, work my way down, that's easier. Number one, Nicki Minaj. Now, I don't wanna be cliche. I'm gonna, first, okay, I'm gonna get to this. I'm gonna tell you why Nicki is my number one. I don't want to be cliche like every other every other gay boy and everybody else like Nicki Minaj, because I was I wasn't a Barbie at first. The first mm-hmm. female rapper that I came across was Trina. 
Okay. And that's when I was in elementary school. I remember I had got my allowance and my mama had tickets to Target and I knew I wanted to buy me a CD. And I heard her listening to Trina before. So I bought me a Trina CD. It was still the baddest. Yes. And I listened to that album over and 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 over. And that's when I heard Trina, that's what made me feel like, yeah, bitch, I'm finna get out here and I'm finna write me some what happened. I'm finna get out here and write me some raps. And then after I found Trina, I started getting into like the little the Foxies and the little Kims, and I got into E. And then my sister was listening to Nikki because that was around 2010 when the Pink Print had came out. Uh huh. Pink Print was out, and my sister was listening to Moment for Life and Stupid Ho in 2011 and stuff like that. And I liked it, you know. Don't get me wrong, I liked it, but I just really never got into it. It was just never like, you know, oh shit, like what the fuck, like yeah, I'm on that because you know I was already on the the Trina shit. Yeah. And then Nikki had got into it with Remy. And then I was looking at that like, like, oh, like where this bitch come from? I never like, I never knew her to be like this. And when she got into it with Remy, that's when I became a bard. All right, that's T. So what I gathered from that is that you didn't become a Nicki Minaj fan until she started till she dropped the rap rap album. Till she dropped yeah. the pink. Not even not even a rap rap album because she had dropped the pink print before. Mm-hmm. So when she got into it with Remy, she was dropping Queen. And yeah, yeah, the rap rap album. Yeah, she was getting into it. She was getting into it because my favorite song that she ever made is Hard White. Yeah. I that's feel my like that song goes so motherfucking hard. She was putting her for the name motherfucking Pussy. She was not playing. That's my favorite song on Queen, for sure. Love her. See, we soul sisters. We soul sisters. Yeah. She put her pussy in that song. Okay, so yeah, okay. My number one is Nicki Minaj. Number mm-hmm. two. Um, I'm gonna say Lil Wayne. Okay. Number three, I'm gonna say Doja Cat. Okay. Number four has to be Dochi. Okay, nice. And number five. We gotta be somebody good. <laughs> All the girls get to number five and they start shaking. They like, oh shit. Because <laughs> it gotta be somebody good. Like, I just can't pick, like, five. Like, we gotta be good. But I want it to be meaningful. I'm gonna say Trina. I'm gonna say Trina because Trina Trina really molded me. Trina really molded me. So I'm gonna have to say Trina. And then my oh, underground. Top five. I was about to say, girl, now that's a gag. Not you gonna give her all that and then not put in your top five. Yeah, like, don't do her like that. Like, give, give her 10. Trina has to give her 10. I'm the baddest bitch. Like, yes. My song, Baddest, it gives me Trina, like, all the way. Like, I love Trina. So we're going to put Trina at number five. And for the underground, I'm going to put myself as number one, because <laughs> yeah. I'm number one. I'm going to say John Skies is number two. I love John Skies. That's my good, my good, good friend. Love. John Sky's at number two. I'ma say Slick Kai at number three. We love Slick Kai. Number four. Um, 
loyalty is not that many. Oh. Oh. I'm gonna say Sean. Sean Savage. Okay. Number five. I'm gonna have to say. Uh. Oh. I don't. Mm. Ooh. My mind going blank. I'm dead. Juju Andy, Juju Andy, Juju Andy. Yes, 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 Juju Andy. Okay. Period. I didn't have to be shady because Juju Andy is Juju Andy is not one of them. We really do love Juju Andy. I love that. Shout out to Juju. Shout out to Juju. Shout out to everybody I just named. For sure. Shout out to all the girls because I love your entire top five. Period. For sure. Um, what are your thoughts on the current state of hip hop? My thoughts, I feel like it's way too motherfucking soft. And I hate that. I hate that. I See, me, not even like, even just with mainstream hip-hop, even the underground that I'm in, I feel like it's too fucking soft. Like, I feel like we're here to rap. And that's what the fuck I want to do. Like, that's the fuck I want to do. If we have problems, I don't want to sit here and go back and forth on Instagram for... Uh, two weeks in a row, and then we find somebody finally drop a little snippet of a song. Then somebody else drop a snippet. Then somebody drop a song. Somebody like that's irritating. That's then then when you drop a song, like for instance, I had a problem with someone. Mm-hmm. I went and made a diss. Number one dog. I went and dropped my diss. Everybody made it seem like oh. You're doing too much. You're fat shaming. You're being really mean. You said some you like I. I'm not gonna lie. I said some unforgivable shit. But that's what happens. That's hip hop with a rapper with somebody who raps. Like I'm gonna take my anger to the booth and I'm gonna show off my talent and I'm gonna eat you the fuck up and we gonna move on. What's next? So I dropped my shit. Everybody made some guy was doing too much. He dropped his shit and it was clear who ate who up. So then that made everybody even more extra mad. And I hate that too. Like if your fave loses, that's on your fave. Tell your fave to step their motherfucking pen game up. Like I have nothing to do with that. I have absolutely nothing to do with it. I am the fuck. I feel like it's too soft. Even when Nicki Minaj just dropped Red Ruby to sleep, people are gagging and mad because she said um, the Christopher Reeves line like, oh, let that man rest in peace. Motherfucker, it happened to him. And that was a hard ass bar. At the you end know of what the day, rap is what? rap, and I hate when people make it too soft. I feel like that's just like back in the day when she made the um that record when she was like, um, take bitches to school, then I call them Bonnie's hoes, or Man. all these bitches Rosa Parks. Uh oh, get your ass up! Like it's it's a it's 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 a metaphor. It's a bar. It's a play on words. Like get your dicks out of your balls and put them in pussies. Like just stop, please. That's so fucking. So fucking funny. You know the part of Rare Ruby the Sleeves for me. It's what? not even. It's not even the Christopher Reeves line. It's her letting the beat rock. Yes, like she she yeah. knows she knows exactly what to do. She knows exactly yeah. what to do, and she did that on purpose. I said, "Ooh, she's so fucking smart." She said, I'm "Let this in before I move on," and, and that's she- why she's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that shit took me out. I said, not letting it sink in on the girls. Not letting them think on that for a second. And I, yeah, I, also, even saying that, I feel like, I feel like it's biased as fuck. Because when 
Remy dropped the diss on Nikki, it was like, oh, we ending her, we ending this bitch. But when, when anytime Nikki responds to anybody that like comes at her, it's like, oh, she's old, she's bitter, unity, da da da. Like, I feel like that's the same thing with the underground. Your fave drops a song and she's and she or he is this somebody. It's oh, oh, what happened? And then when they come back and they eat your fave up, then it's like everybody's mad. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. But at the end of the day, let the record motherfucking show that I'm gonna do what the fuck I wanna do, and I'm gonna say what the fuck I wanna say. I'm gonna say what I gotta say. I don't give a fuck how nobody feels at the end of the day. Cause we are rappers, and if you come at me on some shit, I'm gonna come at you on some shit. Period. I don't give a fuck about none of that soft shit, none of that you doing too much shit. Cause at the end of the day, I'm gonna say what the fuck I gotta say. Nobody's gonna fight this. Team, I love that. I fucking love that. So, describe the moment that you would feel that you've made it as an artist. Mm. Bro, I don't think I made nothing. I don't think I made it. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I still got a lot of growth to do. Like, even with... I don't know. I feel like... What do you... Describe... What do you mean by made it? Like like made my image like made my sound like what do you mean like made it that's your criteria i um try to leave these questions up for your interpretation and just answer by your instincts so what does the day look like when you're gonna feel within yourself like oh bitch i am here i've done it i've arrived i'm that girl i am officially born like what does that day look like for you what does that day have to entail for you to feel like The day that I can look back, I feel like I won't have made it until I retire. Until I can look back on my whole discography and see how I've grown from the time I've started. Because I have, I actually have another rap, I have one rap song under another rap name that not that many people know about. So I feel like so I can look back on my whole discography and look from where I started to where I am at that point in time and just look at how I've grown and how I've been able to grow and be successful within it. That's when I feel like I'll make it. I absolutely love that. Okay. So have you ever heard of the game This or That? Yeah. Do you want to play with me? Oh, this feel like Carisha, please. You ready? ready. (laughs) You ready for the smoke? I'm ready for the smoke. Let's get up to the smoke. Smoke, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. By jewelry, by property. My property. Okay. Get your body done or stay natural? Get my motherfucking body done. I don't give a fuck with these house. Damn bitch. I want a little fatter little ass. I want my waist a little slimmer. What else do I want? That's really it, because I feel like I don't want my face. I want um veneers. I want to get contacts. <laughs> um, that's really it, because I really don't need, like, I don't need much. I just need a little, a little something, a little something. Okay. Sign to a label or stay indie? 
Mm, fine to a label, girl. I need to push. Like, what happened? Go. I need to push. I need the big budget. I need. I need the um, the advances. I need all that. I need all that. I need all that. Okay. When it comes to flow, do you prefer lyricism or talking shit? Now, one thing, you got me. You got me. Cause flow, flow is flow will be the one thing that will make or break a song for me. Mm-hmm. I love a slick ass motherfucking flow. So I'ma say, I'ma say talking shit. I'ma say okay. talking shit because I feel like. It's, it's a time and a place for you to just like get down real nitty gritty like be, be like real super punctual with your shit I feel like I like shit that's like real raw and that feels like home so I feel like it's the time for you to get like real real hard on yourself with your pen and go hard with the lyrics but if you got a real nice slick flow and you talking your shit oh you got me you got me you got me okay. I'm gonna read on so many times okay I love that Get a rapper for the feature or get a singer? Mm, I would say singer. Cause I wanna do I wanna do like a R and B type song. Like I can do it myself. I've done R and B type songs where I've sung, but I never I've never I don't I ain't gonna say I've never. I haven't released like me singing singing, like singing singing. Cause I can't really sing sing, but I can keep a little tone. But I feel like if I had an R and B artist, like a real one, it'll just like go, it'll go. Cause my heartbreak songs, oh, you feel them bitches in your chest. I totally feel that. My heart, yes, you feel them bitches in your chest. I always write my heartbreak songs right after I've gotten my feelings hurt. That's, that way I know it's real raw, real feely, and it's gonna touch. It's gonna touch your, it's pull at your heartstrings, touch your soul a little bit. Mm, I love that, okay. So would you rather be in a group or stay a solo artist? Solo artists. I feel like groups, groups is too, I don't feel like it's too much. Like I would do like a joint project with someone, but like as mm-hmm. far as like being a duo, like the City Girls or something like that, like that would be too much for me. I feel like it's too many opinions and I'm already like strong-minded on what I want and what I feel and what I see, what I vision. So if something is not being done the way that I want it, it's gonna be a problem. I'm gonna have an attitude, I'm gonna have something to say. I feel like it'll just be easier for me to do it by myself. Okay. So, would you rather do a tour with your favorite rapper or do a tour with your faves? Like, do a tour with your homies and your fellow um, mm. rappers? I do a tour with I do a tour with my homegirls, Junior Organized. We would turn that motherfucker up, y'all would. We literally are the next Young Money. Like, I, I cannot, mean, I cannot wait for the people to see. I love that. I like that a lot, actually. Would you rather do a sexy video or do a serious video? Serious. Okay. I feel like serious videos, I like, um, I like videos that are like real, like fast and flickery, fast, flickery, Mm -hmm. like lights and in your face and wide shots and drones. Like I want the whole like, pointing fingers and shit like I want the whole nine the video was fine but I want to real get get real nitty gritty get up in your face and make you feel what I'm saying I fuck with that 
So would you rather win a Grammy or win a BET Hip Hop Award? Mm. Mm. And it's sad that you even got to think about it like this. Like, because of course you should, you should say, well, I want to win a Grammy, but it's like, see what the Grammys do. The Grammys are like biased as fuck. BET Awards is just like, I'm going to say a BET Awards just because they black on. Okay. Fair enough. Would you rather be famous or known? Famous. Okay. When you're putting out the first single from your new project, would you rather have a feature on it or it be a solo song? A feature. I feel like when you put out, uh, when you're trying to get hype, you need a banging ass song and you need a banging ass feature. No matter how good of an artist you are, I feel like if you're the best motherfucking artist in the world, team up with the second best motherfucking artist in the world and put that shit out and watch that shit pop. I love that. Would you rather release a mixtape with all original music or an old school Jack and Fabiz tape? Mm, I say original music because when I hear like the old Jack and Fabiz tapes like and stuff like that, I feel like I, I hear the original song. And when I write to freestyles and stuff like to beats like that, I hear the original song unless it's like a like I want to do a freestyle to America has a problem. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I'm not gonna take Beyonce's flow because she was singing, so that would be easier for me. But I also want to do a Red Ruby the Sleeves freestyle, and I keep mm-hmm. listening to the instrumental, and I have to literally psych myself out from hearing Nicki Minaj rapping on it. Right. So I don't like her. So I just rather do the the original beats and just make my own shit, make my own mark. I feel you on that. Would you rather release an album or release an EP? Album. I take that. For the first single off of that album, is it gonna be a turn up song or an emotional record? Turn up, definitely turn up. I feel like turn up songs, I'm. All of my, I've had three projects, and mm-hmm. all of the first um, singles was turn up songs. I feel like I don't want no. If I'm not gonna do no no emotional ass album, I'm not leading up to the to the shit with no emotional ass songs. Like I don't even want to be misleading. The only way you could ever misinterpret is by the cover art. Cause for Nirvana, the cover art is like real rainbows and clouds. And, I'm naked in the cloud, so you would probably think you finna listen to some some fairy godmother shit. And then you click on the first song and it's dun, 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 real funky, real ghetto. So that's the only way you would ever get me slid. I love that. Okay, I fucks with that. At this point in your career, you've released three projects. Yeah. What's your biggest strength? No, I released four. I'm on my third. Oh, okay. Well, well, you're on your third project. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Did I just say I released three? I think so. But if not, we can say by in fact, you're about to release your third at some point. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. What's your biggest strength and your biggest weakness as a rapper? My biggest 
weakness i'm gonna start with weakness my biggest weakness is my nervousness and my anxiety like i would have a fire ass song and i'll hold it or i'll write a fire ass song and i'll be turned up and ready and i just never record it and i either forget about it or i scrap it like no i don't really like it so i feel like i just really need to not be too hard on myself and just let it flow and let it happen because i find out those when i just let it flow and let it happen those songs be the songs that do the best for sure so i, I just need to let it flow and let it happen that would be my my biggest weakness my biggest strength would be my confidence on the songs see i need to i need to display when i'm writing my confidence on the songs is like there i got the bars the flows the punchlines, like the beats i'm there i'm ready i'm sitting down i'm focused i'm, I'm going hard and then i don't release that like the song with slick cod i've had that song for since maybe october since October and I've been saying I was going to put it out I was going to release it never got around to it never did it never did it so I ended up making a beat longer and added a little extra time and I'm going to put Slick Pound there and that's how we're going to do that it's called Spin and that's the first single for my next pick I love that I love that shout out to Slick High too shout out to Slick motherfucking Slick is butter <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what's been your proudest moment as an artist so far? My proudest moment. I gotta say. I gotta say when I put out my my second tape, Nirvana. Mm-hmm. When I put out my second tape. When I put out that tape, that's the tape that had Casamigos. That's the very first song. That's the very first, very first song on Nirvana. It's called Casamigos. Casamigos is my second most streamed song. And I think it's only second because it came out second. Mm-hmm. That was my okay. when I put out my second. I, it came out, it got uploaded on July 25th and it went live on my 21st birthday. Hmm. And the love I received from that was just so, it was so much. And I was so grateful. And everybody loved it. Everybody liked it. I really appreciate everybody who rushed verses for that album. Because I didn't even think I was going to put nothing out. But I decided at the last minute, like, fuck it. Like, I'm turning 21. It's my birthday. I want to do something to remember. I want to have something to remember. Like, what I was doing when I was turning 21, how I was feeling, what I did on, like, how, it, everything. So that was my proudest moment, my 21st birthday mixtape. I absolutely love that. Thank Why you. Did you. Of course. Why did you spell Casamigos with a K? Because this motherfucking kiss TJ with a motherfucking K. And these hoes need to know that it's kiss TJ with a motherfucking K. And you know what's funny? I done caught a couple of people spelling like the actual drink with the K. Like, we'll get together and we'll, we'll be finna drink. Uh, I want Casamigos because I'm going to spell it with a K either way. Not a caught a couple other people catching on. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad to see that people actually pay attention and people, people see. I absolutely love that for you. That is so funny. Yes, 
Casamigos with a motherfucking K, not a C. These bitches know what's going on. <laughs> that that is the funniest shit in the world to me. People, <laughs> that is the funniest shit to me. Y'all know what the fuck going on. That These shit is know what the fuck going on, bitch. Don't don't play on my top. That's my ah. Don't play on my motherfucking top. I love y'all, young kids. Y'all be doing it out here. I love y'all. In your opinion, what's your best song? Baddies. Ooh, I love Baddies. Bad, okay, okay, let me slow down, let me slow down. Baddies is my favorite song that I've ever made. But I think the best song lyrically and flow-wise and like, you know, all that good stuff, I would say Two-Face. Mm. And that's actually one of the songs that I'm gonna be dropping a video to. Okay. One of my older songs. That song was on my first mixtape. And then it had is a remix now with John Skies. That's who I'm, that's the one we're gonna be doing the video for, the one with John Skies. So it, I was actually gonna do the one with Supreme, but that song ended up getting taken down. I don't know why. I think it's because of the remix. So we just gonna, you know, do the remix, and I call it a day. But yeah, I think that's my best song lyrically, flow wise. Like I was busy, I was in there, I was in there, I was in there. I fucking love that for you. And I can't even remember who I wrote that about, but I just know I had had a bad day, and I had been sitting on that beat for so long, so motherfucking long. That's one thing about me when I find a good beat. I have to sit on it because if I write to it too early, I feel like I'm gonna fuck it up. And I don't wanna mm-hmm. fuck it up. I wanna write the best that I can write. So I sit on it and I smoke to it. I listen to it while I smoke. I listen to it while I drink. I play it in my headphones. I play it while I'm at work. I play it in my sleep. Like I just replay it over and over and over and over until my mind just downloads the lyrics and it spills out until the motherfucking paper. I love that. So if you could remake a classic song, what would it be in one? Ooh. Mm. Remake as in remake it or like sample it? I don't know, because I got a couple samples that's about to come out. Like, you know, um, I don't want to say too much because these bitches be trying to, these bitches be, these bitches be trying to, you know, take my shit. But I got a couple of classics, like worldwide classic samples that's gonna come out. Like I sampled the song on my beat. But I don't think I would just like totally remake a classic song. Like it's a classic song for a reason. Like no, I feel like nobody should remake classic songs, if we being honest. Unless you're a singer and you re-singing it, like Beyonce or somebody, like don't remake no classic song. You're gonna piss me off. So just sample it, yeah. If you if you want to remake it, just sample it and make it your own. Okay. So, who's an artist that's no longer living that you wish you would have gotten a chance to work with before they passed? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Pop Smoke, just because of the way. Nicki Minaj wrote that beat on um what was it Welcome to the Party? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that A. And I love his song Shake the Room. If me if he was alive and I was like in mainstream, I would want me and him to make a song like Shake the Room. I love that song so much. 
I fucks with that. Nice. What makes a perfect song, in your opinion? A perfect what? What makes a perfect song? A perfect song? Mm-hmm. I would say the perfect song would just include... I The perfect song would just be real. Like, it would be real, no matter if it's an emotional song or a raunchy song or no matter what type of song. I feel like a song that you know the person wrote and it's real and it came from them, you would be able to feel it. And I feel like that's what just make a perfect song. Like, just, just be yourself. Okay. I dig that. How will Kiss TJ's music change the industry? It's going to get these bitches back to when rap was rap. Not when rap is singing lullabies and everybody got to get along or we going to shun you. Shun me, bitch. I don't give a fuck about being shunned. Because I'm going to say what the fuck. I feel like let me in the motherfucking industry is going gonna, gonna to change relentlessly. Like, it's going to be a Nikki part two. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say what I got to say. Do what I got to do. Like, it's, it's up. I feel like I'ma bring back the 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 street side, the real raunchy, raw, uncut version back to rap. Okay. Cause I don't give a fuck about no beef. I don't give a fuck about no beef, no subs, no nothing. If I feel like you're talking about me, bitch, I'm talking about you. Cause what what they say if the shoot fit, wear it, bitch. I'ma wear that motherfucker and I'ma throw it back. You <laughs> just Oh my god, you are so silly. What do you That's what I do. I, I listen to some of these bitches' songs, and nine times out of ten, they may not be talking about me. But if I feel like you're talking about me, bitch, okay, I'm gonna let me write that down so I can remember it. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna, yeah, what happened? That's so fucking funny. Say something okay. if you want. So, what do you want your stamp on the music industry to be? I want my stamp, like as far as like my legacy, like after I die. Um, not necessarily that. That's gonna actually be my next question. But like when you retire, how do you want hip hop to remember you? When I retire, I want them to remember me for being funny. I want them to remember me being outgoing. I want to be remembered as one of the greatest rappers, period. I don't want no gay rapper, uh, male, female, not one of the greatest rappers, period. Because I know I'm capable. Period. I love that. I want them to, I want them to be crying that I'm retiring. I want them to be sad, motherfucking mad. I want them to be um, blowing up my motherfucking pages. Balls in the blinds. No, don't go. Like, yeah, it's all that. <laughs> what keeps you up at night? Mm. Fear. Of what? Fear. Fear of failure. Mm. That's what thing that keeps me up at night. Um, I like to imagine. Like I'm really, I imagine a lot, a lot, a lot of my ideas come from me either thinking at night or thinking in the shower. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what keep keeps me up at night, like just my mind going, my mind racing. Um, and being horny, being extremely uncontrollably horny. Okay. Yeah. I so. Like, like, what happened? Who going to check me? <laughs> All right now. Um, if you had to choose. What would you say scares you most? Success or failure? Failure. Okay. Okay. I dig that. Now, if you're scared of success, you a weird bitch. I ain't gonna lie. I'm dead as fuck, my nigga. That is funny as hell. Like, I'm just saying, like, what bitch scared you? Go, oh, Oh my, I'm just scared I'm gonna do too well. Like, what, bitch? Suck my dick. Like, don't, don't piss me off. <laughs> Ooh, that is funny. Okay. <laughs> that is too fucking funny. Like, be real. <laughs> so, is there anything that you want to share with my audience that I didn't cover in our in the course of our conversation today? Mm. I don't think so. I, I didn't come thinking I had a specific thing to say, I don't think. I love that. I just wanted to make sure that you feel like I've gotten a well-rounded vision of who you are and you feel Oh, like, yes, you asking all the right questions, the perfect questions, like, this is great. I'm sweet. so glad my first interview. Of course. Thank you so much for giving me that opportunity. You know, I really wanted to make sure that you felt like you really got to share the entirety of your story or at least share your story as it's connected to music. Yeah. I appreciate it so much. So my last question for you before I release you back into the wild is... <laughs> Let's make it, it juice. It was literally just gonna be where can the people find you and all of the things that you want to promote. Girl, that is not juicy. That's not juicy. It's not juicy. But if you want me to ask you something juicy, I can get juicy. I'm just not a messy podcast, but if you want me to go there, you know, we can do a little something. Girl, um, you put the mess in the message. Like, where's the because mess? I have a mess? But I always have a message. See, it's wordplay and rap shit. Y'all bitches thinking on the surface. Think deeper. Okay, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. This uh, is not please. Yeah, this is not Carisha, please. Get <laughs> <laughs> ahead of myself. Um, I'm, on, I'm on everything. My name on everything is the same. K-I-S-S-E-D-T-J. Sometimes uh, my name on Instagram is K-I-S-S-E-D-T-J with the number seven. My Snapchat is K-I-S-S-E-D-T-J-2. My Twitter is K-I-S-S-E-D-T-J-1. Anything is probably going to be K-I-S-S-E-D-T-J. Probably with a random number. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I fucking love that. On that note, kids, that has been our show. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. I literally love this. I can't wait to do another one. Of course. Come back anytime when new music drops, when other things happen. No, I'll be back when Showtime Bobby Part 2 comes out. 
Yes, God. I absolutely come back when the music drops, when other things happen for you, or if you just want to come back and shoot the shit, let me know. Period, period. Okay, thank you for having me. This was fun. Absolutely. Now, on that note, children, I want to remind all of you out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Period. I am Brian. <laughs> I am Brian K. James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Keep the mess in the message. <laughs> Keep the mess in the message. Be useful, but not used. And misbehave yourselves. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs> I love you so much. That was so... What's going on, everybody? Brian K. James here, and I'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by Outlander Media Network. Outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web, from the farthest reaches invading your space. We appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner Outlander. I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness.